Maybe if you saw the title of the devotion tonight before uh, you came or when you first walked in, you thought, what in the world? Is pastor going to talk about his favorite show or something? <laughs> no, I can honestly tell you I've never seen the show. I'm not sure I could name all of the girls. Maybe I could if I tried really hard to think about them. But I do know one thing. All, you don't have to know much about the Kardashians to know that social media has had a tremendous impact on our society. Billions of dollars are made by influencers, through inf influencers, millions of followers these people have. And, and, and it's just, it, it fascinates me because you might know this about my generation. Do you know that my generation believes that the job of influencer is not a legitimate job? If you would ask a bunch of 50-year-olds, is it a good job, is it a, is it a legitimate profession to be an influencer? Almost all of us would say we didn't think so. But you know who has the last laugh? All the influencers are making more money in a couple of days than people who are 50 make in a whole year, right? So here's a question for you tonight. I want you to think about this just a little bit. Let's go back to the 1980s when I was in middle school. And I want you to, to just think, and you can just yell out answers and I'll tell you if, if you're right or wrong. What if middle schoolers, so 12, 13, 11, 12, 13 year olds were asked what they wanted to be when they grew up, what were the top professions that they listed that they want to be? Just throw some out, what do you think? Astronaut. astronaut, excellent, that was actually number one in the 70s and 80s. People wanted to be astronauts, very good. Up, Rock stars, yep, any kind of celebrity was still big. You know, you still had your sixth graders that couldn't make a free throw but thought they were going to be professional athletes. That happened back in the 80s, too. There was still that thought that that was going to happen. Okay, others? Fireman. Did you say firemen? Yep, yep. Firemen? Ballerinas. Ballerinas, probably, who are on the list. I don't know, teachers? All right, even the president of the United States, that was a big thing in the 80s that people aspired to. Would you be surprised, this is a study done by Forbes that was just released in late 2020 when they asked middle schoolers today what they want to be. Would you believe that one out of three, almost one out of three, it's just a little less than 33% of middle schoolers say what they want to be when they grow up is an influencer. Somebody who is well-known on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram. I mean, isn't that amazing? If one in three people are trying to be influencers, who are they going to influence, right? But, but that's the world in which we live. It, it's, it's something that people aspire to. So I'm going to ask you, this one you can talk to somebody next to you because I'm interested to see how plugged in you guys are. Some of the top influencers on those platforms today, whether it's TikTok or Instagram, or YouTube. Just talk to the people next to you, and then I just want to hear some names, because I guarantee I'll know very few of them. But go ahead. I'll give you just, oh, maybe 45 seconds or so. Talk to somebody here about people you know are influencers today. Go ahead. All right, 
What do you got? Somebody shout out some names for me. Somebody from over here. Jake Paul? Okay. Yep, I've heard that name. But is he the boxer? Yeah, right? Okay. Jake Paul. All right. Somebody from over here got one? Okay, I don't even know who that is. What's the first name? Alice. Alice. Okay. Burrow. Yep. Did I say it wrong? Okay, others? Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate. <laughs> that drew a reaction. I'm like, I don't know. YouTube? TikTok? Which one? Instagram? Whatever. All of them? Okay. All right. Did, I, I, was, I tried to look up, outside of the Kardashians, I tried to look up some of the other top ones. Do you recognize the name Charlie D'Amelio, right? Probably you know that one. Kabi Lami? Anybody know who that is? No? The guy that does all the silent uh, TikToks, like when people, yeah, right, Kira had it, yeah, right, okay, Uh, Addison Ray, I think, was one of the top ones, if you know names like that, and it's millions, again, I'm just, it it boggles my mind, they have millions of people that they follow, that follow them, and that they influence every day, And, and here's the temptation for us. No matter whether you follow influencers, influencers or not, it's always a temptation to look at what somebody else has and then wish that that's what you had or, or what you were like or wish that you had the blessings that they had and become discontent in life. And that's why the words that we're going to look at today from Philippians, as the Apostle Paul shares them in Philippians chapter 2, really bring us back into focus. Here's what Paul had to say. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. I always try to remind myself whenever I read a chapter or a few verses from the book of Philippians, what Paul's situation was as he wrote these words. Paul's under house arrest in Rome, and he's under house arrest for preaching the gospel, for telling people about Jesus, and he got in prison because of that. If anybody had the right to be self-focused, to be a little self-absorbed, wouldn't we have understood if Paul was a little bit like, okay, you guys, I can't think about you right now. I got to make sure that, that I get out of here, that my defense is ready to go when I stand before Caesar in my trial. And yet that's not what Paul was thinking at all. He's writing letters. And he wrote this letter to the Philippians, thinking of others, especially the spiritual needs of the Philippians. He, he wanted to make sure that those needs were tended to. And so as he writes to his beloved people in the congregation at Philippi, Paul reminds them that really the Christian life is about putting others before yourself. It isn't that Paul thought that was going to come easily to the Philippians. And I think anyone sitting here tonight knows how unnatural it is for us to think of others before we think of ourselves. Maybe you've tried this. Maybe you've tried just for a couple of minutes, maybe an hour, maybe a little bit longer, maybe you tried a whole day to just see how long you could go before you thought about yourself. Maybe tried to think about other things or other people and keep yourself out of it. Have you ever looked at your text messages and realized how many times the words I and me are in your text messages? I'm not saying that's wrong. It just is proof how hard it is for us to think of other people before we think of ourselves. And that's what Paul wants the Philippians and us to see, that that humility, though it doesn't come naturally, is really the mark of the Christian life. Putting other people before ourselves, no matter how difficult that is, that's something 
That's a wonderful blessing that comes from Christians living out their faith. I suppose if we, we had to summarize the social media craze, the word selfie does a pretty good job of it, doesn't it? It took me a while to even realize what that was. I still remember driving my kids to school and driving in the front seat and wondering what the child that was riding in the passenger seat was doing when all I saw was the phone like this and moving their face to get the right angle. I had no idea. And then, yes, they told me it was a selfie. Like, a selfie? What's a selfie? And then they came out with the selfie sticks and all that kind of stuff. And it, again, the name is so appropriate, isn't it? Because it is all about me. And I suppose if there's a mantra for social media, couldn't we say that it is a look-at-me type of thing? Or maybe we could take it even one step further. Maybe we could say it's sort of a become-like-me kind of thing. And that's where the temptation lies, doesn't it? That idea of keeping up with somebody else, the idea that, that our life is incomplete, that it isn't as good as it could be if only we had the things that other people had. And I know that I don't have to tell you this. You guys know way better than I do. But I have a feeling that it's hard to remind ourselves sometimes that what we see what people post is the best that they have. Not their worst days, not when they look their least pretty, but, but the best. And then there's such a thing, I guess, as Photoshopping and stuff like that. So you're always getting somebody's very best, and all it does is make us feel small, less, discontent, dissatisfied with life. Some wise person once said this, compare leads to despair. That's why Paul's words, again, are so important for us to hear because what Paul's talking about in Philippians chapter 2 is an attitude. And the attitude that Paul wants you and me to adopt is an attitude that was displayed perfectly by our Savior Jesus. As a matter of fact, the verse right after the two verses that I read, the Apostle Paul says this, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. And then he lists, and we'll talk about it in just a moment, but he lists all the things that Jesus did to show his selflessness. It was what Jesus came to this earth to do. It's our reason to celebrate who we are. We celebrate who we are because Jesus tells us exactly who we are. We're people who have been bought, bought by his own blood, purchased by his work on the cross. We're redeemed. And God calls us members of his own family and heirs of eternal life. That's what Jesus came to this earth to do. That's the work of our Savior Jesus. Paul writes it this way, Even though Jesus was God, he did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he made himself nothing, taking on the very nature of a servant. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Isn't that amazing to think about? The Son of God willing to get so low that he was willing to suffer the most horrible death imaginable, death on a cross, not because he had to pay for sins of his own, but because he wanted to pay for your sins and for mine. That's the humility of Jesus. And when we're tempted to, to look at others and compare ourselves to others, Jesus simply invites us to look to him, to look to the one who has made us more special than anything this world could ever offer as children of God and heirs of eternal life. 
look to Jesus. Look at Jesus and know that everything that you need is found in him. The writer to the Hebrews wrote this, Let us keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, who is the author of our faith and the one who brings it to its goal. In view of the joy set before him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of God's throne. Jesus did everything that's necessary to save you and me. And now he gives us the opportunity to reflect that humility in the lives that we live here. Just a couple of brief things to take away from our service tonight. Number one, Jesus humbly served us by giving up his life on the cross to forgive our sins. Jesus spoke of himself this way, The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Number two, we enjoy the opportunity to be who God made us, his own children, to humbly serve others. In his letter to the Galatians, the Apostle Paul wrote it this way, Brothers and sisters, you were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. It really comes down to the idea of, again, who are you following? Or, or, or maybe even more pointedly, who are you imitating? Who do you imitate in your life? And yes, there's always a temptation to look at the people who seem successful, who seem like they have it all together, who we think we're supposed to keep up with, and think that somehow fulfillment is found in those things. Until Jesus comes along and reminds us, we already have everything that we need. We already have every blessing that he has won for us, the forgiveness of sins and life eternal. And now we get to we have the opportunity to serve others in the same love that Jesus showed to us first. We love because he first loved us. See, you don't have to worry about keeping up with anybody because you already have everything that you need in Christ. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, Thank you for your humble service to us. It is truly amazing that you would give up your place in heaven as God and come to this earth and take our place, become obedient to death, even death on a cross. And yet what you have won for us there, the victory that is ours, the victory that you allow us to share in is the forgiveness of our sins and making us heirs of life forever with you. Help us to see those blessings as everything that we need in this life. Lead us away from the things that would pull us away from you, Lord, and instead focus us on the opportunities that you give to serve one another in the humble love that you have demonstrated to us first. Bless us in our efforts. Give us the strength, Lord, to, to honor you in all things and ultimately keep us focused on the joy of eternity with you. We pray all of this in our Savior Jesus' name. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.